This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, I'm Judy Liebrach, and this is Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. 20 years ago, we used to have to whisper the word cancer. We couldn't even say it out loud. Well, now we're not only saying it, but we're devoting an hour to talking about it. We are talking about cancer research and learning about the progress we are making to eliminate this devastating disease. On the show this week, we are focusing on the extraordinary work of ICRF, Israel Cancer Research Fund, a wonderful charity who have raised millions of dollars for cancer research, benefiting everyone around the world. Each year, ICRF Toronto puts on an event to raise awareness and funds for cancer, and this year it is called ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock on November 26th at Kerner Hall. The show will feature rising stars being paired up with very well-known stars from American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, and CTV's The Launch. We will meet some of these stars later on in the program. We will also talk to a leading oncologist about the strides we are making and the challenges that we are still facing. But first, we all know someone who has been touched by cancer. Whether it is a family member, a friend or colleague, we have all experienced the loss of someone we love or know someone who has lost a loved one due to this life-altering disease. There is no question that cancer is still one of the world's biggest health challenges. What we do know is that research changes everything and has helped us make enormous strides, has given us hope, and is the reason for many of our triumphs. One of those triumphs is our guest, Lemore Twena Ziskind, a mother of three who found out that she had breast cancer a few months before her 40th birthday. She credits her oncologist, Dr. Ellen Warner, as her angel, as she says, who helped save her life. Dr. Warner will be joining us later on in the show. Lamore, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So happy to have you here. Can you take us back and tell us what happened just before your 40th birthday? So I I felt a small lump that didn't really feel like a cancerous lump. I, I don't really know what that felt like, but it was just like a little mass that felt a little different than what I normally had felt. And it was maybe a centimeter uh, in size. And I went to my family doctor and I asked her if she could send me for testing. And she said, you know what, honestly, it feels like nothing, but let's just do it just in case. I said, okay, let's do that. Boy. And when I went to do an ultrasound, um, at the clinic, the ultrasound uh, doctor said, um, the the radiologist said, you know, in all my years of practice, I've never been wrong. I don't like what I see. Oh, boy. And so two weeks later, I had a biopsy at Sunnybrook. And then uh, a day later, I had them tell me that I have an aggressive breast cancer that traveled to my lymph nodes. And and, and I, I like that you say aggressive because you dealt with this with aggressive positivity. Yes. That's how you dealt with it. Yes. Can you tell me what that means? 
Aggressive positivity is a philosophy that I uh, use to describe how I handled my treatment and my challenging year. And um, if you want, I can give you the 60 second. I'm actually writing a book. I'm almost done. You're going to come on and tell us about the book when it's I ready, I hope. I'd love to. Um, so the idea is when you're face when you're slapped in the face with an aggressive challenge i'm talking something earth shattering you go through the phases of shock denial anger and that's all normal and you have to allow yourself to go through those phases properly but you will eventually reach acceptance and when you reach that phase that's where aggressive positivity come in comes in so when you reach acceptance i ha- i told myself okay i've cancer gosh okay i'm not sick I'm healing. You have to perform a mind flip. You, okay. you flipped everything. I flipped Sit everything. was healthy. Yes. Afraid was courageous. Yes. And, but that is the first phase. And there's a very important second phase why our thoughts go up and down, up and down, up and down. So, oh, great. I feel like I'm healing. But a second later, I can feel like I'm on the ground. How do you prevent that fall? You have to hit it with an aggressive action of love. What does that mean? You have to find that activity. It has to be an action, an Mm. activity that you love to do so much that it fills you with good energy and light, like literally fills you. And you have to schedule that thing in such a way that you're consistently looking forward to something that fills you with energy. And then that thing that challenged you seems to fade in impact and importance. Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, a day before my mastectomy surgery, I was in the studio singing for four hours. Yes. Now, not only was I not thinking about my surgery for those four hours, I was flying, thinking about my lyrics, not <laughs> that I should be on key, that I should put my emotion, proper emotion into the song. And imagine what that does to your ability to heal. And even four days after my mastectomy. You and, sang an anthem. Yes. Uh, I sang on stage and I had drains that I had hidden in my, in a jacket. I didn't have a hair on my head, not an eyelash on my eye. Oh my goodness. And I was singing the national anthem and for the, that was my motivation to get out of bed. Incredible. That's absolutely incredible. You also credit your oncologist, Dr. Ellen Warner, as being an angel. What did you yes. mean by that? She humored me. She went along with my aggressive positivity. I told her that I don't want to hear any um, recurrence rates, survival rates, because those numbers would dance in my head. And I told her I only want to hear the good things. So when, when I'm sitting with her, I want her to tell me the good, the progress, the things that are going well. I don't want to hear the bad things. And I said to her, so what stage am I? And she said to me, that is a stupid concept. <laughs> she said, in my mind, there's only two stages, curable and not curable. Hmm. And you, my dear, are curable. Wow. So I said, good. I'm going to focus on that. I'm curable. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. What, what a wonderful, what a wonderful story. And also the, that activity that fuels you with energy. That's such a great thing to tell people mm-hmm. just as a, as a distraction, even to have that thing to distract you and to it look is. forward to. And right? it's not to eliminate the, the hardship. It's not to say aggressive positivity is not about um, completely saying, oh, you have cancer. Oh, that's going to be a walk in the park. No, it's not going to be a walk in the park. But through those those hard moments, it is possible to find joy. I can tell you a a quick story, an example 
of how I did that. So I've always had long, beautiful hair my whole life. And for me, the, the idea of losing my hair was just devastating. And I was trying to find a way to flip that. How do you flip that? So I started showing my, and to flip it also for my kids, not only for me, because I had really young ones. They were seven, five, and three. They, I didn't want them to see a, their mom devastated by this. So I started showing them videos of farmers shearing sheep hmm. every day until finally they're like, mommy, why are you showing us these videos? Hmm. And I'm like, because you're going to do that to me. What do you mean? I said, when sheep shearing day comes, you're each going to get a turn to shear my hair. <gasps> oh my God. So every day for a week, is it sheep shearing day today? Is it sheep shearing day today? Is it sheep shearing day today? And when wow. the day finally came, I kind of put, tugged on my hair and whatever hair I, I tugged on stayed in my hand. I was mm. like, oh, okay, it's sheep shearing day. So we all climbed in my bathtub with my brother and my, my brothers, my sister, my husband, my kids. We put on reggaeton music and we gave <laughs> me a mohawk. I had a chicken's like, <laughs> I, I looked like a rooster and we were dancing. And my kids remember sheep shearing day. Yeah. Not, not as, as a positive, as a fun day. Yes. But it doesn't mean that I didn't cry my eyes out. At the end of the night, I did. But through those tears, I was able to laugh and give my kids a different perspective and give myself. From that day in the recording studio, the day before your surgery, when you sang for four hours, the song is called Alive. Can you just set set up that clip for us? Because we're going to hear it right now. Yes. So um, actually, that song I wrote two days after my first chemo treatment. Mm. Sorry, two days after my first uh, chemo treatment. And... It's amazing that at that, I, I, I'm kind of surprised at myself that I had that ability to do that. Um, I was just so grateful that I was alive. And I looked at chemo as medicines that are healing me. And I just looked around in the chemo ward and I realized everyone's battling something. And it doesn't even matter if it's cancer. Everyone's going through something and going through something hard and everybody's got to fight. Everybody's got to try. And there's no winners here. There's no losers. There's no room for right or wrong. There's no right way to go through cancer. There's no right way to react. There's no such a thing. Right. Just like your fingerprint, everybody will go through their challenges in their own special way. And yes. m- m- all I want to do is to try and help people see that there are many different ways. And here's another way. And maybe some of what I did can help you. So I think, are we ready to play that clip? Here it is. This is Alive and this is Lemoore. so beautiful. I want to hear more. That was so beautiful. There's always hope. How important is research with regards to finding that hope? Research is everything. It's the difference between life and death, period. There's nothing more important than research. Before we meet the doctor, we just have a few seconds for this, but what is bliss for you, Lamore? Bliss for me is finding spontaneous joy in every moment that you can, as often as you can. 
And I think you achieved that. <laughs> so great. Lamore, I had the opportunity yesterday to speak to your oncologist, oh Dr. Ellen Warner, who yes. you describe as your angel. Yes. Here is that interview now. Let's have a listen. Dr. Ellen Warner is a professor of medicine at the University of Toronto and a staff medical oncologist at the Odette Cancer Center at Sunnybrook. Her practice and research are devoted to breast cancer. And in 1994, she created a program for hereditary breast and ovarian cancer patients, which introduced genetic counseling and testing into the Odette Cancer Center. She also led a study to explore the role of the MRI in screening women with an inherited predisposition to develop breast cancer. This research helped make annual MRI surveillance the standard care for this very high-risk population and led to the development of the High-Risk Ontario Breast Screening Program. Dr. Warner is also the creator and director of PYNK, P-Y-N-K, Breast Cancer Program for Young Women, the only interdisciplinary clinical and research program in Canada for breast cancer patients diagnosed at age 40 or younger. Dr. Warner, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Hello, Judy. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor to have you here. You mentioned to me before the interview when we spoke on the phone that originally you started a program for young women with breast cancer at Sunnybrook and you wanted to call it BLISS, which was an acronym. Can you tell us what happened and why it was changed to PINK? Sure. Um, when we thought about the program, we thought that one of the worst things that could happen to a young woman would be to be diagnosed with breast cancer. And as part of this program, we want to provide an upbeat, encouraging environment and what could be a better word than bliss? <laughs> and it was an acronym for, I can't even tell you exactly what each letter stood for, but obviously the, the B was for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And we, we ran with that for a while. And then at one of our executive meetings, a very downer type nursing administrator <laughs> said to us, you can't call cancer bliss. It's not bliss. <laughs> so we had to come up with something else. And fortunately, someone came up with pink, which we also love. And that's, it's been pink ever after. Such a great story. Lamore Twina described you, one of your patients, as her angel, and she said that you went along with her positivity bias. But every patient is different. How do you navigate the balancing act between the reality the patient is faced with and also providing hope to that patient? So that's a very interesting question. Um, what I like to do is really personalize my care and when I start off meeting each patient, I ask them to tell me something about themselves. And many of them just dive into the cancer story. And I stop them immediately. And I say, no, tell me about you. You know, how, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you do? Are you a mother, et cetera, et cetera? And in that conversation, I kind of get a feel for who the person is. And then I can sort of tailor my talk to them. Some people need to be scared, actually, a little bit more than they are. They're too upbeat. They think, oh, well, it's a lump. I'll be fine. Everyone's cured. Well, not so true, necessarily. So they need to be kind of read the riot act. No, this is a life-threatening disease. But most women, it's the opposite. Cancer, death, it's all over. And you have to say, no, relax. You've got curable disease. We can do it. I have women I practice who've had what you have or worse and they've been alive now 10, 20, 30 years. There are advantages to being old. And, you know, I can say that with authority. And um, usually it works. So often I have to repeat the message over and over again. But I think eventually it gets through to most people. It used to be the most frightening prospect 27 years ago. We've come a long way. We've come a huge way. 
Um, in breast cancer, for example, the probability of dying is about half what it was when I went into practice. That's a huge gain. And every year, the chance of someone being cured from breast cancer if they're diagnosed is better than it was the year before. Just it's been like that for 30 years. And I think it'll keep going till we beat the disease totally. That's so incredible. That's what we wish for. And that's why we're doing shows like this. And and why, again, the word research keeps coming up. And I'm going to come to that in a second. But Lamore talked about that you went along with her positivity bias. How do you explain that? And what does that mean? Well, why not? Like, what's the point of being negative? If bad things are going to happen, they're going to happen. But maybe good things will happen. So why not focus on that? Absolutely. What has changed over the last couple of decades to make this so the prognosis so much better and so much more hopeful? Well, the key word is research. Because without research, everybody would just be treating breast cancer the way the last patient who did well was treated, which doesn't necessarily mean that that was the right way to treat them. So there's been lots and lots of research. Um, It starts in the lab, and that may go on for years or decades even. And eventually we get to something called a clinical trial, where we actually try the new treatment on real patients. And that has to be done in a proper scientific way. And that will take a new treatment and compare it to an old treatment. And if we design the study carefully and properly, we can be pretty certain that the results are accurate. And if the new treatment is better, that eventually becomes the standard of care. And that becomes a new baseline for the next breakthrough. And then the next treatment is compared to that and so forth. So incrementally, treatments get better and better, either because they cure more or because they're less toxic than the previous treatment, which is another problem in cancer. Some of the treatments make people feel pretty awful in the short term and sometimes even permanently. Is there any new cutting-edge breast cancer research that you can share with us? Well, I think the buzzword today is personalized treatment. Um, If you think about the standard treatment for cancer, which is chemotherapy, it's kind of like a carpet bombing. You throw this poison into the body, it targets fast-dividing cells, um, and cancer is a fast-dividing cell, but so are lots of other cells, like your hair cells, your gut cells, your mouth, and so forth. And We don't really want that because there's a lot of collateral damage. Um, The new treatments are smart bombs. So we use genetic research to find out what's the Achilles heel of this particular tumor. What genetic changes does it have that the normal cells don't have? And then we attack those genetic changes. And if we're lucky, those treatments will go specifically to the tumor with little or no side effects to the rest of the body. That's so exciting, and that's so hopeful to hear about that. Are there other new and hopeful things in the world of oncology, like just other things that are happening just in the whole world of oncology, not just breast cancer? Well, there's a lot of um, epidemiology research. So, you know, we become a very global healthcare system, and we look around the world, and often by looking at patterns of cancer in different parts of the world, um, we can link it to environmental things. And ideally... Treating cancer is good, but preventing it is even better. And we can hopefully come up with maybe viruses that cause certain cancers. For example, we know that cancer of the cervix is caused by HPV. So the new vaccine against HPV will hopefully completely eliminate cancer of the cervix in the future. So we won't even have to do pap smears. Isn't that incredible? 
That's so wonderful. The whole show today is devoted to cancer research, and and you've been speaking to it, but how critical it is to improving the care and long-term prognosis and giving hope for patients diagnosed with cancer, like just in, in a word. So research is critical. As I said before, without it, we, we can't make any progress at all. We, we have to do it. And as many clinicians who don't really see themselves as basic researchers, you know, they could never handle it in a lab. For example, I was told I have two left hands when I tried to work in a lab. But what I do is clinical research. So these clinical trials where we have a new treatment, we have to compare it to an old one. Sometimes we need thousands and thousands of women to be able, or men to be certain that the new treatment is actually better than the old one. So we need to get collaborators, um, cancer specialists all over the world, basically, to put their patients on these studies. So that's incredibly important. So every cancer doctor can become a scientist and a partner in this research simply by putting patients on these studies. And in fact, the patients themselves it's not only that they might benefit, but they're also helping future cancer patients. And that's a tremendous motivation to these patients to participate. That's so wonderful that you're doing this. I can see why Lamora calls you an angel because you were her angel, but you're really an angel to many. And you're really helping so many women out there with what you do with the Odette Center. And we're so grateful that you could be here today. And we thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me to be on this wonderful show. Thank you, Dr. Warner. And that there she is. Thank you so much for being here as well, Lamore. Thank you. And thanks again to Dr. Elmore. I'm so happy that you're able to hear and you, you sing so beautifully. Thank we're going to go to a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to meet the executive director of ICRF, Jennifer Oaknine, and the co-chair of ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock, Richard Floman. And we will talk about an award that is being inaugurated at this year's ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock in honor of Elisa Lions, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss, AM 740, FM 96.7, and we are devoting the full hour to talking about cancer research and all of the incredible strides that we are making. Joining us now on the program, our Executive Director of ICRF, Israel Cancer Research, Jennifer Oaknine, and ICRF Board Member and Co-Chair of ICRF, presents Hollywood Rock, Richard Floman. Welcome, Jennifer and Richard. Thank so you. happy to have you, you here. Jennifer, you are the Executive Director of ICRF, which is the Israel Cancer Research Fund of Toronto, and I know you're doing a spectacular job. What is the ICRF exactly, and what does the ICRF do? 
So ICRF, uh, it stands for Israel Cancer Research Fund, and we have one goal and one goal only, which is to fund cancer researchers working out of Israel in every single Israeli institution possible, so we don't discriminate. We fund all research, all researchers all across Israel, and that is our goal. So just one goal, one to raise goal. as much money as possible to fund as much cancer research as possible. And we're going to talk a little bit after about how much this benefits everyone, everywhere, all over the 100%. world. Uh, and I want to talk about that soon. But first, Richard, as a board member, what does it mean to be part of this organization? And what is your role in all of this? And why do you love being the co-chair of this particular gala event, ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock? Well, I love the event because it's fun. It, uh, people come, they listen to great music, and they have a fun evening. And frankly, you know, we're raising money. We're raising money for cancer research. So I use my network of people to go out and raise money, again, for this great cause. That's so wonderful. People might assume that because ICRF is affiliated with Israel that it might not have much of a global reach, but that's actually not the case. Who benefits from ICRF research? Can you speak to how it's making global impacts and how it really benefits, as I mentioned before, everyone everywhere all over the world? So just because the research is being done in the state of Israel, that does not mean that the state of Israel are the only benefactors of the research. As breakthroughs occur in Israel, as we have drugs created like Velcade and Gleevec, um, the whole entire world benefits. So everyone suffering from uh, CML, which is chronic myeloid, myeloid leukemia, can benefit from Gleevec. And anyone suffering in the world from multiple myeloma can benefit from Velcade. So those drugs, amongst others and amongst many other breakthroughs, are to be used by every single cancer, um, cancer sufferer all over the world. So, That's so definitely incredible. not just Israel. And this originated from an ICRF initiative. This origi- originated Absolutely. from your work. Absolutely. So, so incredible. ICRF was founded in 1975 by a group of oncologists, researchers, and volunteer- volunteers, both Canadian and American. And um, I guess the main goal of ICRF back in 1975 was to prevent brain drain, which means mm-hmm. keep the researchers, the up-and-coming incredible researchers, keep them in the state of Israel, let them do their work there. But there was just a lack of funding. And that's where ICRF stepped in. And here we are today. That's so incredible. Well, I know to date, and I just got the latest figures, you've raised worldwide 73 million U.S. fantastic dollars. I mean, that's incredible yes. for over 2,500 grants involving major hospitals, universities, and research projects. Yes. I mean, this is this is this is incredible. This yes. is a worldwide yeah. huge benefit because of your organization that you started. So, you know, kudos to all of you. Thank you, uh, Richard. Do you have any examples of people who are being helped by the drugs that have been created from the funding received by ICRF, as Jennifer just mentioned? Well, well I do actually. This has become very personal for me. Um, unfortunately, I have not one but two sisters that are battling cancer. Um, I've got a sister, Joy, who has multiple myeloma, and um, Joy is successfully being treated by a drug called Valcade, which wow. Jennifer just uh, talked about. Valcade was discovered by two ICRF-funded scientists. So you have two scientists in Israel developing a drug, and my sister, thousands of miles away in Toronto, is receiving the benefit. And, and if that's not personal, then I don't know what it is. That's, that's just incredible. Jennifer, you have a scientific review panel every year in New York yes. with scientists from Canada and the U.S. who are committed to deciding who gets these funds. How do these funds get allocated? What is the criteria? How do you select 
which one of the scientists will receive the 40 or so odd grants? Sure. So we have a grant review process, which happens on an annual basis, like you mentioned, with oncologists from America and, and Canada coming to congregating in the U.S., and they essentially score these grant proposals that come in from, from Israel. So the researchers are applying for grants hmm. for funding to continue their research, and the oncologists from all over the world are scoring those grants. So it goes through a peer review process, essentially. So there is a first level and a second level. They get scored. These grants get scored. And ironically, the lower the score, the better the grant. Hmm. And then off they get funded. So the actual researchers are not coming to the U.S. for this grant for this uh, scientific review panel. It's just the oncologists, and it's an intense day of review. Mm. And after that, the grants are approved. And this year, actually, we're funding ICRF in total. So ICRF International is funding sixty nine grants to the wow. tune of four point two six million. That is so incredible. Yeah. So sixty nine. You guys are so amazing. Wow. We're, in the next segment, we're actually going to hear more about the talent I was mentioning. There's going to be stars from American Idol and The Voice and America's Got Talent. It's really cool, along with the amazing rising stars who are also equally fantastic. Um, and we're going to hear more about that next um, in a show that's being produced again by Corey Mandel and music directed by Marla Joy. But there's something new as well in this year's show, and that is you are honoring a beautiful person inside and out, a woman of valor, and that is Elisa Lyons, who sadly passed away from breast cancer and is being honored at this year's ICRF Presents. And it's a new research initiative that's being launched to honor her memory. And a memorial tribute to her has been created this year. Can you tell us a little bit, a bit about the Elisa Lyons Award, what nature of this award is in her honor? Sure. So we can both talk to that. Oh, we actually have Jeff on the line. Oh. Should I let Jeff answer and Absolutely. then you can chime sure. in? Absolutely. Hi, Jeff. This is Jeff calling Hello. from Toronto. You're on the air. This is Finding Your Bliss. How are you? Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi I'm great, thanks. We're just talking now about the Elisa Lyons Award. Can you tell us a little bit, a bit about Elisa Lyons? I think she was a dear friend of yours and what the nature so Elisa, of this award is. So Elisa Lyons was a very dear friend of mine and my wife's and our family and everybody in the community. She was a, a wonderful, wonderful person. She would uh, brighten the room when she'd walk in and really make everybody feel special. And uh, the nature of the award really is to create some legacy and to raise awareness regarding the importance of science. Elisa, she was an amazing person, as I said before, and we wanted to try to make something good out of an unfortunate occurrence. Research was really important. Um, it helped her live her life for many years while being sick and treated for her cancer. That's incredible. And um, what we, what we're, the, the, the main goal really is to find a scientist, just like everybody else, that helps find a cure to create a drug to allow people to live comfortably with this awful disease. And I think, I think um, ICRF has been able to do that in many ways. And uh, the, the sole purpose of this award is just to create legacy, awareness, and raise money so that we can find that cure or find that drug that will help somebody live comfortably with the awful disease that, uh, that everybody's being touched by. 
I understand that while living with breast cancer, Elisa Lyons never wavered and kept on her noble life's path with her focus to be the ultimate mother and wife and daughter and friend and member of the community. She had a strong commitment to Israel, to education and to this ICRF. And uh, it's wonderful that you are creating this award, the Elisa Lyons ICRF Research Award, which will continue on. Correct. She was, a, she was a special woman. That's that's really incredible. And uh, we we encourage you all to come to this event to support her memory and to support the incredible research that ICRF is doing. How do people, it's November 26th at Kerner Hall. What is the best way for people to get tickets? So people could visit our website, which is www.icrf.ca or you can call our event manager, Nicole, at 416-440-7781 to buy tickets. It's an incredible evening. It's food. It's uh, lots, of, lots food. of phenomenal <laughs> entertainment, which we're going to hear about soon. And Jeff Bly, who we've just heard from, is on the executive and international board for ICRF. He's also one of the co-chairs of the evening, along with you, Richard yep. Floman, with Norman Shiner and Jillian Tessis. And you guys are all doing Thank incredible you. work. Thanks. Thank you, Jeff and Janice Bly for calling in. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much and uh, hope to see everybody at the event. It is a fun event. It's 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 just a great night. It's at a great venue and the um, entertainment this year is going to be spectacular. So if you like music and you want to feel good and feel good about doing something, come to the event. That's so help incredible. cancer research. Thank you for calling in, Thanks, Jeff, Jeff and Janice. And I want to thank uh, Richard Floman. I think Jennifer's staying with us for the last segment for the singers, but I want to thank you as well for being here. Later on, we are going to hear all about ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock with rising stars and well-known stars from American Idol, The Voice, and America's Got Talent. As Jennifer said, the show is at Kerner Hall on November 26th, and uh, that is just incredible. So I want to say thank you again, Richard. Pleasure. And when we come back, we will meet the music director and vocal coach extraordinaire of the show, Marla Joy, along with rising stars Avery Raquel and Kayla Saul, who will be singing for us live in the studio right here at Zoomer. So exciting. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Hi, 
everyone. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we are joined by music director and vocal coach Marla Joy and rising stars Kayla Saul and Avery Raquel and, and Jennifer Oaknine is here as well. Welcome, everyone. And let me start, and thank you all for being here. So happy to have you on Finding Your Bliss. Let me start by introducing you to Marla Joy, the musical director and vocal coach for this year's event. Marla Joy has been acclaimed as one of North America's most gifted vocalists, performers, and vocal coaches. She is a coach to signed major label artists and professional singers. She has performed as a solo artist, opening for Mary J. Bly, Citizen Cope, and the legendary Prince, personally asking Marla to open on his Welcome to America tour. Marla has duetted with Tony Award winner Louise Petrie at the infamous Massey Hall, backed by Canon Pops Orchestra, along with duets with Michael Burgess on Dream the Impossible Dream, as well as headlining with Casey and the Sunshine Band, The Temptations, and Jackie Richardson, just to name a few. She has also collaborated in the studio with the industry's biggest and best Grammy award-winning producers and writers for such performers as Madonna, no great shakes, Madonna, <laughs> Beyonce, John Legend, Kanye West, and Lenny Kravitz, just to name a few. Marla's artists continue to make international headlines, and the ICRF are lucky to have her again as the music director and vocal coach for this year's show, ICRF Presents Hollywood Rocket Colonel Hall, well November twenty. <laughs> Marla, welcome. <laughs> the, the show is is being produced again by Corey Mandel and music directed, as I said, and vocal coached by Marla Joy by you. What is new and exciting in this year's show? So I think what is really exciting and new for this year is the theme that we have gone about choosing, which is Hollywood Rocked. Um it is songs from everybody's favorite movies this year, like Bohemian Rhapsody, like A Star is Born, like Rocket Man, like Yesterday, but also I think people's favorite songs generally across the board. Um, we've really, with this year, thought of giving the feel of this show more of a concert vibe, having, as opposed to people coming out and, you know, standing and performing in years past you'll see um, in a little bit, <laughs> but, but a lot of the artists that are um, considered our rising stars this year on the up and coming are really doing this full time. Sure. So they are playing, they are accompanying themselves. They are going to be, I don't want to give too much away, but they are going to be <laughs> at that grand piano playing the songs wow. from, from a star is born and holding those electric guitars, playing the songs <laughs> by Springsteen. So it's, it's going to be a different, a different feel. And, um, the stars that we have joining us this year are beyond incredible. Everyone from, you know, Tony Vincent to Yvonne Pednall to, you know, just them alone have been, mm -hmm. you know, Tony was the lead singer for Queen. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, Yvonne was chosen by Queen personally to lead We Will Rock You. And along with Stacey Kay, Justin Guarini, Ezra uh, from the launch, there's, there's, a, there's a ton of talent. But I think the really cool thing is that this year the talent will be kind of blending with each other. So the rising stars will be we'll able to pair up with the, with the stars. Yeah. The, oh. So even, you know, the lead singer Christ. of 
Queen, who fronted Queen, is going to be pulling out a duet with the lead singer of We Will Rock You, chosen by Queen, with two of our rising stars who are in that Uh-oh. show as well. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a concert. Yeah. yeah, So exciting. In addition to having all signed artists, Marley, you are a phenomenal vocal coach who knows how to draw magic. I think Kayla will nod and Avery will nod <laughs> out of each of your singers. Where does this magic and artistry come from? Mm. Um, it's interesting because I was just saying before to Lee Moore, who was uh, on the show, that for me, obviously, I have a long history in another lifetime uh, of being the artist and being the signed recording artist and being the touring artist um, and being the training artist and then kind of really flipping over into studying and understanding the science and the anatomy of the vocals and really getting you know, completely drawn in by that aspect of things. And for me, I had found that, especially working with major label recording artists and with people who are touring 50 times a year, the bliss and the excitement and the artistry for me comes from the fact that I've been there and that I'm able to take these artists who may feel like they can't get to this place they want to be or that are not 100% comfortable here. And I'm able to give them that confidence and give them that feeling of strength. Um, and that to me is is ironically more of a, a payoff than I ever got performing live myself. So incredible. Mm-hmm. Just also speaking to how outward focused you are, which is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about some of the highlights we can look forward to um, as well in terms of things like hosts? You have a new exciting mm-hmm. host this year. Yes, we have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful host, Jamie Gutfriend from CP24, who I'm sure this whole city and community is known every For weekend sure. from being... Um, a now a news anchor, yeah. but also host of the Breakfast Mornings on CP24. There is a little surprise that comes along with Jamie as well, which I'm not going to give away. <laughs> um, but everyone knows how wonderful his hosting abilities are. Um, he's always actually been a massive supporter of ICRF. And um, we have always, with CP24, together have done spots for the show um he will be hosting this year and is just unbelievable and um a a huge music fan actually before everything and also a massive massive supporter of this charity uh, for many reasons yeah i I think it's going to be one of our best ever so i'm very very excited to hear the very talented rising stars, Kayla Saul, who is a gorgeous singer, and Avery Raquel, also a beautiful singer, who will be singing at this year's ICRF Presents Hollywood Rock. And they're going to be singing right now, live in our studios. Can you set this up for us, Marla? Yes. So because uh, we don't want to give anything away, this is not something that will be performed in the show. This is just a little something special for you, Judy. Um, so they will be doing the Beatles classic yesterday from the movie yesterday. There will definitely be more Beatles songs, but this is just a little taste of the caliber of artists that we have performing this year and just just a little kind of sneak peek of what you can really, really get excited about. Amazing. Are we all set up for the beautiful singers singing yesterday, Kayla Saul and Avery Raquel? Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. 
and in the control room. That was beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Ladies. That was oh so beautiful. Thank you. Whew. And I heard some harms and I know where they come from too. <laughs> now, you know what? You can't give me credit. These guys came in and we rehearsed obviously until the wee hours of the night. But these, like I said, the artists this year are at a next level of artistry. So oh they came goodness. in ready to go. That was gorgeous. Thank was you. Avery, beautiful. Yeah, How does singing relate to your bliss just generally and even now? Uh, well, music has always been a really big part of my life, and uh, it's a really wonderful way for one to express themselves, and it's always around us, everyone. Like, you can't avoid music, and I just think that um, it's a major factor to one's happiness and connection to themselves. Yeah. And to one's bliss, I yeah. think, and I think that was blissful for everyone listening, <laughs> and for so. all of us here in the studio, <laughs> without a doubt. And Kayla, how does singing, and that was so beautiful, Kayla, how does singing, and specifically singing for this event, help you find your bliss? Um, well, I'm a health sciences major. I, I do singing basically as a hobby and I, and I love it so much. It's something that I do to fill my soul. Um, and for this event specifically, it's exactly the type of opportunity that I look for. It's, it's, it combines my passion for both the arts and sciences. Um, my love for, for medical research. Um, that's something that I also love to do. Um, it combines my passion for music. And at the same time, we're giving back to an incredible cause that, uh, is obviously benefiting so many people and and it's it's meaningful it's mm-hmm. so that for me is my bliss 
That's so yes. wonderful. And I'm going to ask the same question, Marla, for you, just how, how does music directing and vocal coaching for this event help you find your bliss? And I think this is so important because you really understand it from the singer point of view, the performer, as well as the vocal coach, direct music director. Yeah. Um, this event is extremely close to my heart. As you said, we all whether it's family or friends or someone we know, um, have been affected by cancer in some way. Um, For me, personally, I couldn't think of a better way to give myself back to the community and to give myself towards something purposeful than through music. So the opportunity to be able to come on board and do something that I love to do and that I can now do with, you know, these incredible artists and the incredible artists that people will obviously see more of um, on the 26th and be a part of this family and work with this unbelievable committee who will not who will sell themselves short, but they work, they work insanely, tirelessly. insanely tirelessly as yeah. do you. Um, but the bliss is being purposeful. The bliss is doing something that I have in me to give in order to create something that can give. And, and there's nothing more, I feel incredible in the world than, than to be able to do that. So it's an honor for me. It's almost like Lamore says, and you were involved in, you have also been involved in vocal coaching Lamore, but yes. as she says, find that thing that fuels you, mm-hmm. that gives you your purpose mm-hmm. and exactly. everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when five hours elapses and we've all been there where you're doing something that you love yeah. and you don't even realize that that time has mm-hmm. gone by. Exactly. And once you found that, you're, you're gay, you know, you're, you're home free, you're right? Completely yeah. blessed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. great that you're doing this. Thank you so much. Thank Jennifer, uh, just more about the event. Again, it's November 26th, Kerner Hall. Yeah. What time does it start? How much are tickets? And w- how do we get tickets? We'd love to see you show up at 6 p.m. Doors open at 7.15. Show starts at 7.30. Runs about an hour and a half, an hour 40. And uh, you can get tickets once again at www.icrf.ca. That's our homepage. And on our homepage, um, the event is large and in charge on there. So there's <laughs> literally just click here to purchase tickets. That's so great. And yeah. you're getting a full dinner. Like people think, oh, it's just a so show. You're a, sitting in the theater. It's a ton of food, um, tons of food stations, <laughs> tons of past apps. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a full bar um, if that appeals to you. <laughs> and um yeah, just tons of talent, tons of great community people coming out to this event. Um, almost, you know, we'll sell out. We'll sell out this event for sure. Well, we're, we're getting there. close. We're I, I heard the numbers yeah. are, are getting pushing 600. Yeah, orchestra is almost full, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and, then, and then and then, right? So buy your so tickets. So exciting. Absolutely. Don't miss it. You do this um, all the time. You do this not just for these galas. You do this day in, day out. How is doing all of this related to your bliss, but particularly the show night when you see the culmination? And I know you do many events at ICRF, but this this is a very fun gala evening. Yeah. So ICRF in general is my bliss. Like I, I think there's nothing more that defines me other than cancer research and specifically for me in the state of Israel, even though the benefits are for the whole world. 
Um, but this event, when I am backstage looking out to the to the audience and seeing every single seat full and everyone kind of sitting there and anticipating and seeing the hustle backstage <laughs> of like Marla putting everyone in place and Corey like <laughs> lights, camera, action and like everyone's ro- missing a cane, missing a wand, but it all <laughs> yeah, came missing. So it's just kind of like seeing it all backstage and then seeing it all, you know, and seeing all the attendees. And seeing everyone happy and everyone's there for the good for the good cause and everyone's there for cancer research and giving back and everyone's there to have a good time, like Jeff and Richard said. So yeah. for me, that's my bliss. <clears throat> like happiness is bliss. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. There's also such a great vibe in the audience because everybody knows that they're doing this great this thing. And there's anticipation, vibe. like can't wait to see the singers. And are you guys getting to sing with some of the the big stars? Yeah. Don't give it away. I won't give it away. Oh, no. you won't give it away. So you <laughs> got so it. You got to come on November 26th to Kerner Hall to see. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> the Voice, American Idol, mm. America's Got Talent, queen. and CTV's lo- Queen. Queen Frontman. <gasps> yeah. Queen yeah. Frontman. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's- and We Will Rock You's lead yeah, role. Yeah, he's incredible. Chosen by Queen as well. So you've got, mm. yeah. Oh, fully loaded. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> a sing-along kind of night, Yeah, right? Everyone's yeah. singing it's not along a, to every it's song. It's not a slow ballady night on November 26th. <laughs> it's happening. It's Can we be... dance in our seats? Yeah. All right. I'm so excited. I'm there. (laughs) I want to thank all of my guests for being with us today, uh, starting with Lamore Twena and sharing her personal story, which is so beautiful. And we would love her to come back Mm -hmm. if she's listening to uh, talk about her book when it comes out. And of course, oncologist Dr. Ellen Warner, who was wonderful. And I really want to give a special thanks to Jennifer Oaknine, who helped me with the research for this. Not only is she the head executive director, but she was a researcher for this show. And I'm so My grateful pleasure. to Richard Floman, who's terrific, and to Jeff and Janice Bly, who called in. Uh, they were out of town and they actually called in to be part of this show. So we're very grateful to them. And of course, to vocal coach extraordinaire and music director Marla Joy and to our rising stars Avery Raquel who sang so beautifully and Kayla Saul who sang so beautifully as well and I want to give a special thanks to our producer Phyllis Newman she's in the control room somewhere yay Phyllis and production coordinator Valerie Stanton and technical producers Faz Quasi and Duncan Briggs technical producer for today's show so grateful to see you and so thankful to you and to everyone here at Zoomer for today's show. I'm going to close out the show with this meditation. If you are driving, just pull over, turn off your ignition, of course, (laughs) open a window, recline back and enjoy. And here we go. (sighs) Many Eastern philosophies, including nature-based spiritual paths, embrace the idea of showing kindness to all living beings, nature, and planet Earth. You can draw peace and calm from the earth with this simple meditation. Try it while lying on your back on a yoga mat or on a folded blanket on the ground or just reclining back if you're sitting in your car. Lie back with a long spine with your legs straight out and your arms resting at your side. In yoga, this is called Shavasana, where you are lying down, arms and legs outstretched, palms up. And just release your worries, stress, and tension, and give them over to the power of the earth and the energy that created the earth and the life that lives on it. Breathe in 
and visualize waves of peaceful energy flowing into your spine and radiating out to all parts of your body, spreading peace and healing energies through your head, torso, arms and legs, and through every cell in your body. And then breathe out, feeling gratitude while visualizing all of that energy soaking back into the earth. So just everyone taking a deep cleansing breath right in through your nose and a nice slow exhale, breathing out through your nose or mouth, whatever feels comfortable. Just feeling gratitude for all that you have right now. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to support cancer research and help find a cure for cancer so that we can all take one step closer to finding our bliss. Thank you all for being here. Thank Thank you. you, Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.